Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shurim and Dafyomi. My name is Yitzchak Et Shalom and we are now in uh, Nazir, Daf Chaf Hey Amud Bet, uh, at the break where we're going to reanalyze Rabbi Akiva's contribution to the discussion with the Tanit of Rabbi Shmuel, uh, about the source of how we know that a Vlad Chatat and a Tmurat Chatat are not brought to the Beit HaMikdash. Uh, Rabbi Shmuel learned it from the word Rak, uh, picking up uh, from the Pesukim that we had in yesterday's Shiur. And Rabbi Akiva said, The Pasuk describing the Korban Hasham says, It is an Hasham, the Jerusha being, It remains what it is, meaning only an Hasham, he brought as an Hasham, not its offspring, not its tumor, etc. So the Gemara immediately says, Lama Likra, and this is what we looked at earlier. Gemara Gemirin La, we have a tradition which teaches us, Kol Any circumstance where if the Korban were a Chatat, it would be driven to death, as it were, uh, in a parallel circumstance with an Hasham, grazes until it becomes a Balmum, and then is uh, redeemed. Uh, so a Vlad Chatat, a Tmurat Chatat, Chatat Shemeit Baleha, Chatat Shekipu Baleha, etc. Um, these are, uh, these, if it's a parallel case to Nasham, it goes which means that we already have a tradition, we do not need the Pasuk to tell us that, um, that the, uh, that the Asham, the Tmurat Asham cannot be brought. So the answer is Hachinami, you're right. V'chi'ata kra l'chidlidirav the Pasuk Asham, who, that phrase is coming to teach a different lesson, the lesson of Rav's Halacha, Hasham and Asham was already designated for grazing. In other words, it was already clarified that the owner had died or the owner already had Kapara or whatever. And then subsequently, before it became a Balmum, somebody took it and shechted it for the purposes of an Ola, Kasher. It's a valid Korban. Now that's Rob's ruling. Tama denitak. The only reason it's valid is because it was already set aside for grazing. Halonitak lo. If it was not yet set aside for grazing, if, in other words, if it was an asham, had somebody grabbed this animal that was set aside as an asham and shechted as an ola, then it would not be kasher. Damarkra who asham who, meaning not only that nothing else can serve as an asham, but also the asham can serve as nothing else, and therefore bavayatoyehei. And that is what we need the Prasuk Asham Hu, not to tell us that a Tmurat Asham is not brought, but that an Asham that is, um, that is a valid Asham brought for something else is invalid. Now, Amar Marhalacha Hibinazir, now we go back to Rabbi Yochanan's statement, said, why is it that our Ma'ot Stumim, our, the money that the Nazir has, which he has not yet designated, which part is for Khatat, etc., um, and then, uh, and then the Nazirut in one way or another is, uh, is defeated. For instance, in the case of our woman who took Nazirut and then her husband rejected it. That in spite of the fact that the money includes the money for Chatat, all the money goes for a Nidava, the two Leika. So the implication of Halacha ibn Nazir is that it's a unique Halacha to Nazir and doesn't apply anywhere else. Vahatanya, we have a Braita, Ushar Chayve, Kinin Shabatora, anyone else who owes a nest, like a Yoledet. Set aside money to buy the nest. Then let's say, let's say we were talking about a circumstance where a nest is not the uh, the the uh, single korban that can be brought, but rather the cheapest korban or the cheaper korban, 
the poor man's korban. So, for instance, in the case of Yoledet, the Khan is the less expensive korban. Let's say she set aside money for it, and then she became wealthier, or husband became, became wealthier, and now she wants to bring it, she's supposed to bring a better korban. She set aside the money for the cane before buying the, the uh, nest. Um, she uh, now is wealthier, so she frees Yavi. They can use the money of the nest to go towards the Chatat Behemah, or Olat Behemah Yavi. They can put the money towards the Olat, because the money was not yet designated. Now, mate, let's say, on the other hand, the person who owed the king died. Had the money set aside for the king without designating which part is for which bird. You pull in dava, they go to Nidava. Again, even though Khatat money is mixed in. So you see that it's not only in Nazir, in the case of a Nazir, where the entire bundle of money goes to Nidava, even though part of it theoretically includes Khatat money. Uh, so the answer is Tana Nazir, and Rabbi Yochanan said, Nazir, what he meant was Nazir and anything that's similar to it. Now the similarity is kind of a stretch, but here's how it works. Since a Nazir Tamei, brings a cane. Therefore, we consider the entire story of a Nazir to be one associated with a cane, with a nest. And for anybody else who is in the parsha of a nest, even though the other ones we're talking about could be somebody who the nest is not the only Corbin, but just the less expensive Corbin, nonetheless, they're still in the category with a Nazir. Okay, and all of that is La Fuke Miharetanya. Rabbi Yochanan, therefore, is saying that halacha ibn nazir and anything similar to a nazir but dissimilar from this one. Somebody owed a regular chatat. Somebody ate chalev. And he owes a regular chatat. And after um, he became obligated to bring the chatat, he also accepted upon himself an ola. And then, then he put money aside and said, this is for my obligation. Which obligation? The obligation that his behavior incurred or the obligation that he committed to. He can't use the money for chatat He can't bring an ola with it. Because in each case, it's unclear what the money is designated for. It may be for the wrong thing, so he can't use it. And again, same case, the fellow dies and the money's sitting there. In this case, has to go to Yamamelach because of the very possibility that it's Chatat money. Now, of course, this case is different than the other cases, because in the other cases, we know that some of the money is Chatat, but we also know some of the money is not Chatat. It's a classic case of Taruvot. In this case, we know that all of the money is set aside for a particular Corbin. It's just unclear which one. It could be that all of the money is a chatat money. On the other hand, it could be that none of the money is a chatat money. There's no possibility that it's half and half. Because he said, he knew he was chayav a chatat, he obligated himself to bring an olah, he put aside money and said, this is for my obligation, clearly only one obligation. Which means since we have taken into account the possibility that all of the money is chatat money, has to go to Yamamelach. So we could extrapolate from here that any time chatat money is mixed in with other things, it can be an adava, but we don't go in that direction. Okay, Amar Ravashi. Ravashi says that when we, uh, Mishta talked about ma'utz tumin, hadamart mufurashin lo. We said that if the money is explicit and designated, then the money for the chatat goes to Yamamelach, etc. But if it's tumin, then it's all an adava. 
Lo tema da amar elu lachatati elu alati elu shalmi. Don't think that to make it designated, he has to say this pile of coins is for the chatat, this for the ola, and this for the shlamim. Elafilo mar elu chatati elu alati elu shalmi. If you point it to the whole pile and say this pile is for my chatat, my ola, and my shlamim, mefurashinim. That's also called mefurash. In other words, we would think, and this is the way that we understood it when we read the Mishnah, that mefurash means that he set aside particular coins for each korban. Those coins are for the chatat. They have to go to Yam HaMelech. He said, no, as long as you look at the entire pile and state that all three korbanot are going to come from that pile of money, then it's called mefurash. The Amri, some people say, Amravashi Lotema, which means, by the way, you would have to uh, take the whole thing and get to Yam HaMelech because it's not clear which part of it. Now, probably in this case, you actually wouldn't. What you would do is you would take out the amount, the value of what a chatat would cost Assuming on a regular scale, if it was $300, $100 would go for each korban, um, because none of them are cows, they're all from the flock, so we would assume they're about the same price, and uh, and therefore that's what you would separate out. Okay. Ikad um, Amri, there's another version of Ravashi, takes it even further. You don't even need to say what we had last time, which is to point to the pile and say, This is for my Ola Chatat and Shlamim. Even if you just pointed and said, This is for my obligation. That's good enough. In other words, the only way you can have Stumin is if you have money that you didn't at all set aside, or else you put it aside, but didn't say anything about it. Amarava says the following. In the Mishnah, we said that if the Ma'ot were undesignated, they go If somehow the value of a Chatat came out of that money, so you have $300 in coins and $100 gets somehow separated out, then we consider the 200 that left now to be Mufurashin. What do we do? Half goes to Ola, half goes to Shlamim, with all of the results that we had in the Mishnah. The Shlamim were brought one day, no bread. Tanya Kamate to Rav, we have a brighter that supports that conclusion of Rav. Elu lachatati v'hashar l'sharnaziruti. If a guy put money aside and said, this money is for my chatat and that money is for the rest, chatat and then he dies. The money for the chatat goes to Yamelach. And the other half goes half to Ola, half to Shlomim. Exactly that. So when you, the Chatat got separated out, the rest now is called Mefurash, and now isn't just all Nadava, half is an Ola, half is a Shlomim. Now, Molin Bechulan Venwalin Mikzatan, important halacha, is that if you have, let's say, there's $200 left, half goes to the Ola, half goes to the Shlomim, and if somebody uses that money, let's say the fellow uses that money, or his son or the heir uses the money, for his own purposes, Me'ila doesn't attach unless he uses all the money because he's using part of the money. You could say that's the Shlomim money. Shlomim doesn't have Me'ila. And so therefore you'd have to use all of it. Now, let's say he instead said, this money is for my Ola and this money is for the rest. So then what happens? He dies. All the money is used for an Ola. Regular Me'ila, even part of the money, because it's all Ola money, so even if you use a dollar of it, it's Me'ila. The rest of the $200 goes Lenadava. Same deal. Which is, by the way, interesting because it means that when he said, this is for my Chatat, then what does that generate? That generates Ola and Shlomim being defined. And so there's $200 left, half is Ola, half is Shlomim, etc. 
and me'ilu will only attach if you spent all that money or used all that money. If, on the other hand, you separated out the olam money and said, this is for an olam and the rest is for what the rest that I owe, then we don't say half of that is shlom, half it's chatat, half goes to Yamelech, etc. We say it all goes lindava. It's only by separating the chatat out that that generates uh, a, a hafrasha or a perush onto the definition of the other ones. Um, and uh, in that case, when you have half shlomi money and half chatat money, again, you'd have to use it all to be chayav meila. Okay, that's, that is uh, the brighter that supports Rava's contention that if the chatat money left our stam pile, it's not stam anymore. Okay, I'm Rav Huna, I'm Rav. Loshanu When we say that, uh, that if the money is undesignated, that, uh, that it all goes lindava, that only applies to money. Aval behema, but if you brought the animals, even if you didn't say what they were for and designate them, nonetheless, they're considered furash, you brought three animals, then we don't say that you can use them all as an endava, but rather, this one is a shlamim, this one's an ola, and that one has to die. Now, Amram Nachman, Amram Nachman puts a twist on that. When do we say that the animal is, if he brings three animals, we're considered them to be designated, even if he didn't say anything, this, of course, means the guy died. Now, what do we do with him? That's only true if when he designated them, the animals were without blemish, with tmimim, which means they could be brought on the Mizbeach. Have a balat mum, but let's say the animal was balat mum, hareki stuma. Then it's like stuma. Why? Because when a person sanctifies an animal that has a mum, it immediately moves to what we call kedushat damim. Uh, hektish, which is a valuation, not hektish of the goof, not hektish of the body itself. Because since this body can't go on the Mizbeach, it's only hektish for its value. The Gizbar sells it and uses the money for something. So therefore, when you bring an animal, which is a Balmum, it's like bringing money. However, it's Be'imat then you have to look at it differently and say it's Kemfureshet. Right? Now, Aval Nascha Lo. Um, but when it comes to strips of silver, let's say he takes strips of chunks of silver and he has three of them, and he says, these three are for my animals, are for my korban, and then he dies, then we say it's kumfureshet. Because, generally, that's what a person does. They take one uh, thing of silver to buy this animal, one for that, one for that. So it's already as if they are dis- uh, dis- uh, designated. He disagrees and he says, even chunks of silver. It could be that um, that you're not going to use it that way. But if you have piles of wood, and you say, okay, that pile and that pile, three separate piles of wood that you set aside for your korban, then we say, it's already kimfurash, because the general the way that it happens is somebody will come and buy that pile of wood or that pile of wood or that pile of wood, and uh, and that's how you will you know trade it for the animals. Okay, we'll leave off at this point. We'll pick up from this point. Uh, in the next podcast and complete our way to the Mishnah on Daf Chavchet Amud Aleph and continuing our discussion of the, the distinctions between Beima Mefureshet and Ma'ot Mefureshim and Ma'ot Stumim. Everybody should have a wonderful day.